Hello and welcome to This is the Greatest Song I've Ever Heard in My Entire Life. I'm Scott Interante and today I am joined by Hendrik Jasnok. Hendrik, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It's so so cool to be here. This is very exciting. This is actually the first episode we're recording in person. I, I can see you. You're right in front of me. Yeah, I came, came all the way from Germany. I mean, not yeah. specifically for this, but like <laughs> also for this. So it's... it's, it's, it's N- well, nice yeah. to be in New York, and yeah, nice to be nice to be here. Nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you too. So, so you founded a blog called One Week One Band, which I'm sure a lot of people remember. That was run on Tumblr. I did two weeks. Yes, uh, uh, one on Sandra Lerke, who is a, a past guest of this program, and another on the Jonas Brothers with my friend Bree Mattia. So, you know, fingers crossed that we could get them on the show as well. <laughs> so, maybe let's start there. Tell us a little bit about like how that all came together and what what made you start this blog. Yeah, I mean there was uh, a long time ago now. <laughs> it feels like or it was really. I think when it started was uh, 2010, 2011. Wow. And I think like music writing was in a different place back then. I think the internet was in a different place back then. Social media was all different. So I think like, a lot of people um, were on, on like Tumblr at the time and you could find like a community of like, like-minded people who were like into music and were like discussing music and a lot of like young writers, up-and-coming writers, but also like people who are already writing for Pitchfork, or some yeah. Stereogram, some of the other sites. So there's a real like community. I was always interested in um, not only talking music, but also talk, like, talking about the, the story about like the like, fandom and how, how you gravitate towards like, your favorite band, what they mean yeah. to you, and how like music places in your life and, and the, the, the importance of it. At the time, I think there was like the MP3 blogs which were like right. just highlighting new music, and I thought like, okay, that's 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 great to have. But I thought it's like like more interesting also to also offer a place where you can um, like just like talk about like whether it's new or old music or just like any kind of music and like centered around your like fandom. How do you get into that band or artist? How how right. how it places in your life? So the the idea of the blog was just like to, as it says in the name, one week one band, just like give uh, space to like one person each each week, and fairly free to like choose whichever act or artist to pick on and then just like yeah elaborate in whichever form and some was like very formal like very like okay we're running through the discography and some was like someone even like did a comic just yeah so, so it's like very wide open i think it's just a good time to like see like what music means to people like in various stages of their life and it's uh no longer like really active now i mean it's not not technically right <laughs> i think it's like on haters yeah. of some some sorts because <laughs> I, I think like um yeah i mean obviously like like tumblr changed a lot of people right went to twitter and i think music writing changed it's n- not really like blogs anymore right so i think in a way which is what i like, i mean really love about your podcast it feels like a in the same sort of like spirit where you just like uh have various guests on different perspectives right i think so that's like sort of like within the lineage maybe of like the sort of music writing communities of yeah 10 years ago, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that was one thing that I really loved about the blog is, you know, each week is a different writer, so you get a totally different approach to how they're writing about music, how they're thinking about it, how, you know, what sort of stuff they're putting together. And it's similar, you know, on this podcast, even just asking, it's it's much more narrow, right? We just ask, what is the song that makes you scream? This is the greatest song I've ever heard in my entire life. But people come at that totally differently, right? It's like something nostalgic or something, you know, trying to think of it objectively, like what is the best or, or you know, all, all different 
kinds of things. And that's why it's interesting to talk to musicians, music writers, and, and people sort of outside of the music industry, like yourself, like you run this blog, but you're not, prim- you know, you're yeah. not a musician. You don't primarily work in music, not at all, no, um, no. which is cool because it gives it just a, a, a different perspective. Yeah. And I think that's, that's uh, to me, always like the, the one of the best aspects of like music. It's just like the community around it, like how it brings people together and how it brings like like very different people together. Like what, what are their yeah. perspectives? I think that's like just very interesting and also like very like valid to highlight these, how these perspectives can be like very different. Yeah. Although I, I realized I just made an assumption and I said that you're not a musician. Do you, do you play any music yourself? I mean, I can play the piano, but like, please don't, uh, <laughs> don't, don't, don't prompt me to, to, to go, go live right now. So, but just, just for fun, like never, Never in a band, so just, yeah. just, just for myself. So right. for me, music and music writing and, and blogging was always just like a hobby, or like, yeah. a, like a side side project and just a great way of uh, like, like meeting new people. Yeah. Well, so then let's go back. When you were younger, you know, do you have a sort of a particular artist or song that made you really excited about music for yeah. the first time? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, I think I came like to music like fairly late, I would say. So, I mean, obviously, like, there's always music around with your right. parents. So, like, I remember like driving with my parents in my car. We were like listening to like all these 80s acts. Like, Elton John was a big, big mm-hmm. one. My parents were like fairly big in Elton John. So, I have like lots of memories of like listening to Rocket Man when we're driving to, yeah. to do a vacation. But I think like the, the first time where I sort of like discovered something that was, was mine was sort of like the mid 90s Britpop yeah. bands. That was, I was too young back then. So, I, I discovered them like, like five years later. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so but like for me, I think maybe in the, the first CD I bought back then was like the Oasis record, like What's the Story, Morning Glory. Yeah. So, the famous one. So, that's, that's where I got like my first connection to like music like myself. And from there, because I mean, back then you, didn't really have the internet and you didn't, I mean, in some form, but there was not right, like not easy like access now, to say yeah. like, okay, if you like this, please check out this. So you just had these um, vague references. So I always knew like, okay, Oasis, they're supposed to be like rivals with Blur. I'm going right. to gonna check out these Blur guys. So I think some at some point I found like an album. That was really like when it really clicked for me. And I think Blur my, have been my, my favorite band ever since. So I was like immediately like, this is, I mean, they are like, Obviously, Blur have like fairly wide range of like sounds and influences mm-hmm. and different uh, periods. But for me, that was always uh, just something I was so drawn to because I think Damon always like melodic songwriting because of Graham Coxon's guitar work, the experimentation. And I think, yeah, I mean, they've, they've been my, my favorite band ever since. There have been lots of new bands coming and going. And I yeah. think also shortly afterwards, like sort of the indie rock revival was like, interesting when I was like in, in school and people were gravitating towards that. But I think like the sort of like Britpop bands, like Oasis, Blur, Pop, that was sort of my, my gateway into yeah. really becoming a music fan. And so nowadays, do you still find yourself like listening to mostly that or do you try to like really stay on top of new music or? Um, no, neither really. <laughs> like, I mean, the, the funny thing is uh, with Blur, I still my favorite band, but it's it's interesting because you, I think you listen to a lot of the songs like so much, it right. always almost become like like second nature, and you don't really have to listen to them anymore. Yeah. Especially like the, the famous songs, I don't ever, and I'm not not ever, but I rarely like check them out because I mean, right. they're so so present with new music. Yeah, I think that like when the sort of like Tumblr era, the music blogging era, when that started, I was very into. Uh, staying on top of new music. So I think yeah. when uh, 
when I was uh, checking uh, like Pitchfork and there was a, a best new track, I didn't know. I felt like a personal front, so <laughs> <laughs> so I had to like really uh, see what is up just to stay on top. But I think as you get a little older and like careers move on and you have like like you, you focus switches a little bit. I mean, I, I try to stay um, sort of like up to date with the uh, the bigger releases. Or if I know okay, this act has something new out and I'm going to check it out. But I don't really feel like that I have to compulsively know everything that's, that's popular. Yeah, it's so interesting. I, I feel the same way where there was that era where it was like, no, I need to listen to every album that came out this week, you know? Yes. And and now it's like, I still love a lot of the, the young, like Gen Z artists. I think a lot of them are doing really cool things. But sometimes I just see, and they have these artist names that are like impossible <laughs> to read. And it just feels like, oh, right, I'm just old. Like this is, that's not for me, you know? And I, and I have to just be okay with like, like not being as up on every single thing. <laughs> yeah, but, but I think that's fine. I think you have to find a, like a balance for yourself between like knowing what your sort of like your your area is, and but still like keeping a little bit of an open mind, and still like uh, maybe having like friends pointing you towards something uh, stuff that's that's good. Yeah, I just have to like look a little bit cool to my younger cousins. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true. So I mean, it's uh, that's a, a tight tight rope to walk. So yeah. it's probably more more effort than, uh, than it yeah. seems. So before I get to the the song I picked, because I I, I mentioned Blur, so uh, it's uh, quite a funny moment when I think it must be like four episodes back. I don't know if you, your guest picked the Universal. Pick because I think if I look at my like iTunes like most played song, this is, has been at number one since since I think I installed iTunes basically. Right, right, right. <laughs> so this is a it's a terrific song. Yeah, well. It's interesting because a lot of people I talk to before they come on, they feel very stressed about picking this the song, right? Because same, it's like, same. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, oh no, I only get one. You know, it's like, but but I I try to think of it as like there are a lot of songs that when I listen to it, I say audibly, "This is the greatest song I've ever heard in my entire life," right? And it's like it has that hyperbole of saying "greatest," right, which implies one. But the truth is, like, I will have that reaction to a lot of different. Song. So, so we'll make note. Blur, the Universal, is on that list for you. But other than that, Hendrik, what is the song that makes you scream? This is the greatest song I've ever heard in my entire life. It's "Mountain Time" by Molly Nielsen. This is very cool. I had not heard of this song or this artist before you picked it. Um, So why don't you just start off there? Tell us a little bit about this artist and and where they come from. Molly Nielsen is, uh, she's from Sweden and I think she's uh, Berlin based, has been been for a while. Sort of her thing is sort of like a DIY bedroom pop take on 80s synth pop. Yeah. I think she's made eight eight or nine albums. The the funny thing is... um, I don't actually know that much about her, like her biography, right. because obviously she's like a little bit of a. Uh, I think she's she's fairly well known in, in sort of cer- uh, certain circles, but she's not not not, not a big artist. So right. she, she doesn't have uh, big coverage. But funnily enough, I just yesterday saw the um, the season finale of Industry on HBO. Oh, okay. I don't know if you know that that uh, I, show. I haven't watched it, but I'm familiar. It's, yeah, like, yeah. like a, a finance show set in London. It's, it's it's quite good, especially the second season. And actually, in that finale, there was a Molly Nielsen song oh, wow. uh, quite prominently featured. So I, I thought, like, wow, that's 
Nice. That's a good pick. And uh, with Mountain Time, this is a song of a album called uh, Zenith. And I think it's sort of the, the, the midpoint in the career, or like a little bit later. I think it was 2015. Mm-hmm. Mountain Time was a, a single she released. And I have to be honest, like my, my reaction is, I think with any song, is, is not always like immediately, okay, this is the greatest song. Right. For me, it's always like, um, hang on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Just yeah, wait yeah. a second. Let me listen to that again. Wait, this, this is really good, right? And then like after the third or fourth time, I'm like, wow, this is the greatest song I've yeah, ever heard in my yeah, entire yeah. life. So it, it usually does take a little bit for me, but I think it is immediately something that makes you pause and like, wow, hang on. It can be a little, like, a little difficult to pass why you, you react so strongly to a song. I, I think I'm generally quite into like synth pop. Yeah. And what I love about Mountain Time is that the song like immediately kicks into gear. It has, has right. like, this, this very strong forward momentum. the melody as, as well as the lyrics like evokes a certain sense of nostalgia I mean obviously because of the, the musical references but also like there's like a like there's a melancholy to it yeah. but there's also like an excitement to it I yeah. think that that's just such a, a good combination and I, I think um, she's a very unique lyricist but she's she's also very strong because I mean what I relate to I think is like the sort of English as a second language uh, yeah. angle to her but I think she can be um, fearless in lyricism in the way that uh, occasionally can, there can be like a line that where we would say, okay, that's fairly clunky. doesn't sound quite right. Or I mean, like the, the sort of humor doesn't, isn't, isn't coming off, isn't working right. for me. But then like 90% of the time it's like just, just really working because it's like a little bit unusual. Maybe yeah. not what, what, what you, like in the choice of words or in the choice of imagery or something that, that, that you would pick. So generally how she talks about like nostalgia and, and, and just melancholy. And I think with uh, with Mountain Time, I think there's a, there's a line: I go out each night expecting more of the world, something new and exciting, something I've never heard. Yeah, and I think that was I think that's just such a fantastic moment in the song, especially as it like keeps sort of galloping forward. And yeah, I mean that's just a just a sentiment I I can really relate to, like wanting to feel your world world expand and wanting to feel your world expanding, even uh, relating to what we talked about music, just like keeping an open mind, discovering new stuff, but obviously also like in terms of life and uh, yeah, so. Yeah, it definitely, it, it reminds me a lot of like a Pet Shop Boys yes. kind of sound, right? Yes. Like like you were saying, the sort of, it has this drive, like, like it starts, that drum, the percussion loop and everything, it just really keeps that momentum going instead of like you said the the kind of chords are are melancholic but it has that propulsion to it which is cool yeah um, my blog i did a like a when it was the end of the decade so i, I was uh, thinking oh, yeah. about like uh, picking my my favorite songs of, of the, the decade and this was my my number one pick oh wow yeah very so exciting just because it, i think it stayed with me also, also because i mean she's uh again like not a like a very small act, but I think it was like a small layer, right, smallish right, right. act compared to some others, maybe. And uh, so it, it does feel like something that's that can be like a little bit yours, like like a, something something more personal than say picking like a Kanye West song or Beyonce song. Which fair enough. I mean, if it right. relates to you, that's 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 fine. But it's just like right. It feels a little it bit feels more very personal. Like yours, it feels like yeah. small and yours and. Yeah, I mean, it's just a, a song that really stayed with me, and I'm, I'm I'm still listening to her a lot, and just I think she's releasing new stuff fairly regularly. But I, I still like 
think this album, uh, like if people want to check out his stuff, I think uh, Zenith, the the album is a, a good starting point. Yeah. So so people should should give a, give her a listen. Yeah. Up. Yeah. I I also did a, a playlist of like. I think I did like 200 songs of the decade, and of unsurprisingly, "Call Me Maybe" was my really was okay. My I mean, yeah, <laughs> not 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 a bad pick. I mean, it's just like a uh, uh, good choice, good choice, good uh, choice as well. Opposite end of the spectrum of that that song is everyone's, you know. That. Yeah, but, but I mean, I think that's, that's I think that's that's the power of a, a good pop song that's yeah, like yeah. so ubiquitous, but it can also be yours. Or it yeah. can be personal just because of because of the memories. You made uh, listening to that song or dancing to that song or just, yeah. just playing it or how 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 does how it feels to you and I think that's ultimately what it comes down to with music for me just like how it makes you feel and it's yeah. I think it can be a little bit hard to talk about or describe really because it's like such a unique sensation and so personal but for me really that 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 feeling when you listen to a really good pop song for the first second third time and just just that elation I think it's it's one of the best feelings in life and you, you don't get to experience it very often, but when you do, it's, I think it's, it's magical. And to me, that, that happened with a mountain time from Molly Nilsson. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming and, and picking this song and coming all the way to New York. Uh, <laughs> uh, if, if people want to find out more about you or just keep in touch, uh, where, where should they go? Yeah, I think um, mostly, I mean, I still have my, my Tumblr and, and the, the, the blog is also, I mean, it's, it's there with the archives. I think yeah. we have like, let me guess, like 350 weeks. Wow, so yeah. it's a lot of uh, good writing to check out. I mean, people should check out the, the Jonas Brothers. Oh, yeah. Some, some lurky stuff. But also <laughs> maybe if they see some other acts they, they seem interested in, they can, they can browse the, the blog archives. And I have a, a personal um, Twitter account which I still use. It's my my last name, so it's it's, it's not very uh, easy to, to remember. But I think it's H J A S N O C H is my handle, and you can I think link it link it below. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, yeah. if people want to say hi, I'm I'm always happy to meet new people. Feel free to just drop me a note or like as I said, check out the blog One Week One Band. Yeah. Well, thanks so much. It was it was great finally meeting you in person here and uh, doing this interview. Likewise, thanks so much for having me. I mean, I I love this podcast, so it's it's, it's an honor being on here and it's great great fun thank you so much Thank you for listening to another episode of This is the Greatest Song I've Ever Heard in My Entire Life. If you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe, leave us a rating and review, and tell a friend, an enemy, or a lover. You can follow us on social media at Great Song Pod. That's a GR number eight song pod on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok. Special thanks to Catherine and Izzy who helped co produce this show, and to Skylar Spence, whose song Kratos in Love is our theme music, and of course, to you for listening. Look forward to talking to you next time. Then that's it. Perfect. <laughs>